All right, welcome to another podcast of White Collar Crimes, the podcast where we show you the only color that truly matters in our criminal justice system is green. I'm your host, Ryan Horn. Awesome to have you here, as always. And this will launch at election time here in where I'm at, here in the good old U.S. of A. And at the time this launches will actually be the time the polls close where I vote, so could tell you to go out and vote, but by this point, uh, time you're hearing this, most places the polls will have been closed, but if they've not, be sure and get out and do so. Very important election, and it's important to have your voice heard, Um, and you know, so make sure you get out and do that if you haven't already done so. You know, keeping you updated here on this is a current and unfolding story that we are covering on this edition, and this would be of Les or Leslie Moonves, some of you may have seen in the news of, of late that he is a former CBS uh, executive and executive from some other television outlets that uh, was recently fined $30.5 million for insider trading. And we've covered a lot of insider trading cases of late, and you know, it's some of whom have gone to prison, most of the time for fairly short sentences. We covered, uh, you know, of course, one of the most famous ones we covered lately was Martha Stewart's case. And uh, this is one, though, that so far, Mr. Moonves has not been fine. I mean, sentenced to any kind of jail time or anything yet, or even criminally charged that I'm aware of. But just last week, as I said, he was fined $30.5 million for insider trading. And, you know, we've, as I said, covered several lately that have been convicted of this. And as I've said also, you know, it is a crime that's difficult to convict someone on, you know, because you it's very difficult to to prove intent in these cases really and that's what usually will trip up prosecutors but 30.5 million dollars sounds like a lot to me and I would dare say the overwhelming majority of you that are listening but Mr. Moonves is reported to have been worth over 800 million dollars so this fine I ran the numbers on it and it's roughly from what I could calculate not even four percent of his total income or net worth so you know this would be like, you know, for the average person to say makes $40,000 a year, this would be like a $1,600 fine. Might uh, make a little dent, you know, make a little hit, certainly something you would probably be aware of, but for most people, it's not likely to financially devastate. So uh, definitely not the pain inflicted that it would be probably on uh, most people. But the thing I'm curious on yet is why there's been no talk of any charges filed on this case. You know, we talked about Ivan Bosky, uh, Martha Stewart, uh, Michael Milken lately. You know, these are all insider trading cases, all of whom eventually face criminal charges. Uh, All three of those did serve prison sentences, although, you know, albeit very short ones, but they uh, did serve some time. As of this time, there's been no talk or anything like that for Mr. Moonves. Um, as I said, he has a background in television. Uh, he was born into a Jewish family, and he worked as an actor and casting director at one time prior to uh, eventually transitioning into executive roles with 20th Century Fox and Lorimar and Warner Brothers Television. If any of you grew up in the 80s especially, or even 90s, you remember these and their impact they had on television. And uh, he had mainly minor roles, nothing uh, to speak of. He didn't attain any, uh, I would say, real success as an actor. But, you know, he did transition quite well into executive roles. And uh, he was even the president 
of Lorimar, as I said, and uh, Warner Brothers in the early 1990s, Warner Brothers Television. And after short stints of that, by 1995, he had become the president of CBS Television and supposedly became one of the highest paid executives on TV. So, done quite well for himself uh, pretty early on after, you know, in the, I believe it was the 60s and 70s, you know, working as an actor and some other minor jobs in the entertainment industry, he transitioned quite well into television executive roles. How he moved ahead so fast, it's not really sure. Um, you know, not sure at his talent level at that, but he must have had, I guess, some degree of it or he wouldn't have transitioned and made it up this high to this level at this fast of a time. Um, in 2018, though, he kind of became a source of controversy when he became the focus of some sexual harassment and sexual assault allegations. Uh, this, you know, began to surface and, you know, kind of start to tarnish his name a little bit, getting him on the radar of a lot of people. And it was also noted during these times he was married to television personality Julie Chin. Uh, most of you probably that do know her, know her as one of the hosts of the television show Big Brother. Uh, not a show I've ever watched or really gotten into, but uh, some people do. It's a pretty popular show, and she has a pretty recognizable face. She's been, you know, in the television industry for a while. Uh, if I recall right, she might have even also worked in CBS News. But uh, she worked with CBS and how she came across with Mr. Moonbez, and, you know, they married. And at this time, these allegations began to surface. Uh, you know, it was noted that he was married to Miss Chen at that time. So... Eventually, this got to be too much for CBS to take on for their image and got to be too much for them to withstand, and eventually he had to be fired and let go. Uh, it was reported after his firing at CBS that he became consumed with ruining the career of Janet Jackson following the Nipplegate scandal that had happened years earlier and if you know guys any of you guys that watch football I'm sure remember that well this is uh, I think it was the 2004 at the time the Super Bowl when uh, I think it was New England against the Carolina Panthers and she was doing the halftime show with Justin Timberlake and you know there was as they called it a wardrobe malfunction I'm sure many of you will remember that famous term that occurred and that caused uh, a very brief like you know half second or second of an exposure of her nipple, which was extremely controversial at the time, which is hard to believe we're, you know, 18, almost 20 years now coming up past that time. It's just amazing to me how time is flying by now. And, uh, you know, Tom Brady was in that Super Bowl, and he's still around now. <laughs> Had a big miracle comeback in the game yesterday between Tampa Bay and the Rams. So, uh, amazingly, he's still around. But it was a source of controversy at the time. Uh, I don't remember if they got any fines from the... Uh, uh, FCC, quite possibly they could have, but he supposedly became very fixated on ruining her career, I guess, with all the headaches and problems that that caused her. Now, prior to him being dismissed, shortly before that, if you all remember, was the Me Too movement that sprang up, you know, especially involved around Hollywood, involved around sexual harassment, sexual assault, rape. A lot of allegations began to swing and sling forward at this time against a lot of people. And uh, people remember that Moonves was a very early proponent of this movement and a very big supporter of that. But 
that was quickly tarnished when these uh, sexual harassment and sexual assault allegations began to surface. And the New York Times published a story where actress Bobby Phillips had even alleged that Moonves sexually assaulted her back in the 1990s when she was a young and uh, -and up-and-coming actress. And he, of course, was a television executive at that time, depending on, you know, what part of the 90s, as we said a little bit ago, in the early 90s, he was the president for Laura Marr and Warner Brothers Television. And by 1995 and beyond, up until about 2018, he was the big chief at CBS Television. But uh, as I said, these allegations began to come forward and it very quickly sank his reputation and his time at CBS and as I said they had no choice but to basically cut their losses and save face and uh, let him go so he was let go as I said and uh, but the allegations began to keep coming forward and the New York Times brought this story out and you know this really hurt him in his standing with the Me Too movement But he did deny the allegations and the others that had harmed his reputation. But uh, CBS really wasn't doing too well with this damage to his reputation as it really greatly affected theirs too. And supposedly they were refusing to pay his $120 million severance payout, which pretty good position. You know, if I got let go from a job, I would like to... uh, get a $120 million severance package. I think if I got let go of a job, I would probably get like uh, the guy in that early episode of the, the show The Office where uh, Michael Scott, I think, offered him a $25 gift card to Chili's as his severance package. Most likely, that's probably what I would be likely to get versus $120 million. But, uh, you know, $120 million, that's nothing to sneeze at. That's certainly a, a good payout. So he did quite well or was going to do quite well. But not a lot has really been said about his wrongdoings, his financial wrongdoings, his white-collar crimes that have led to these fines. Something had to be going on for him to get on the radar of the SEC and federal authorities and the ones who have issued these fines. But there's not been a lot said, a whole lot. I mean, although there have been some things that have surfaced I'll talk about here uh, just in a bit. But... uh, We don't know the extent yet of what all he's really been involved in and, like I said, how he really got on the radar of authorities. But it's been reported that uh, some of this has been started or the concerns started when he sold his CBS stock prior to being let go once all these sexual harassment lawsuits and sexual assault allegations and all these things began to come out. So that's when all the trouble really started for him. And he quickly sold these and cashed out, did pretty well, which, you know, that's what insider trading involves. But the stockholders were harmed when this was revealed. And uh, he was, you know, dismissed from CBS, but he had time to cash these out. And what has come about, and the real twist in this story that has come about is that a former LAPD, Los Angeles Police Department captain, had supposedly tipped Mr. Moonves off that a sexual assault report had come to them around the time, all, you know, prior to all this surfacing and probably around the time some of these uh, sexual harassment claims and things were coming out. And supposedly this uh, captain had tipped Mr. Moonves off of this, allowing him to 
cash out and you know before he's fired and let go and before the stock plummets and you know all the harm and damage this did to his and cbs's reputation so he made out like a bandit while the people who owned stock in this company and the common stockholders were not privy to this information and therefore they lost out big time and that's you know that's in a sense uh that's insider trading you know again it's really hard to prove the intent but you know i think in this case it's probably a little bit easier to prove uh, again i'm not sure why criminal charges haven't been brought yet uh maybe that is forthcoming and we are going to keep an eye on this case on this podcast and supposedly this uh former police captain with the Los Angeles Police Department is under an investigation on this as well as far as his role in in this, you know, in this scandal. So right now, as I said, it's just a 30 and a half million dollar fine, you know, no big deal to him, certainly would be to the overwhelming majority of us listening to this podcast. But uh, who knows, could be criminal charges brought against the L.A. police captain and, and maybe him before this is all said and done. Who knows? Again, we are going to certainly keep an eye on this. Uh, I did want to make some announcements. Uh, the audiobook I've talked about coming up as of late is now out. Uh, it was released by Beacon Audiobooks, and it is on Audible and Amazon right now. So if you have memberships with either... Please check it out. It is a story called In Danger of Judgment, and it was written by a retired attorney named David Rabin, and it takes place in Chicago. It's got everything. It's got uh, drug trafficking, military intelligence, uh, you know, fighting gang crime, you name it. Just a great crime story. It's an award-winning novel, my understanding, and it's a great book. Took a lot of pride in doing it. Got another one I'm finishing right now also with Beacon Audio Books that is called In... Uh, Sons of Liberty, and that will be out any time now soon, too. But please check these out. Uh, give us a five-star rating, and we greatly appreciate that. And hopefully uh, this one does well. And, you know, if you do have a book or project you want me to do and do some voiceover work, I do that. Please contact me at ryanhornvt at gmail.com. Uh, check out my website, ryan-horn.com. As far as this podcast, as always, I said, you know, check out our Facebook page for stories and updates please like us on facebook if you got an idea for a show you can contact me at the email i'd mentioned or contact me message me from the anchor fm hosting site of this podcast be glad to have you on we've had guests on from this show before uh you can also send a donation on there we certainly appreciate that to keep this podcast going and uh we are always glad to have guests or new ideas for this show. And uh, we, you know, as I mentioned before, down the road here, we may have some format changes and things like that coming up here very soon. Um, it's uh, so be sure and check all these things out. And uh, as I always say, adopt at your local pet shelter. Uh, we've got three uh, dogs, two cats that we've all lovingly adopted from a shelter. Your next best friend is always waiting right there for you. And uh, we are glad to have have you you know spread that message as well and hopefully you'll that's where you'll adopt your next best friend from and as always as i say to keep an eye out for your friends and family the, to be not so they're not victimized by these types of cases uh, again especially the elderly they're the most often victimized by white collar crimes so uh, keep an eye out not only for yourself but your friends and family and also uh, keep supporting us and helping this podcast continue to go because it's one of the few 
that covers this subject and it's one of the few that helps shine a light on these elite elitist criminals that oftentimes don't get any kind of scrutiny or anything that they truly do deserve so we hope to be able to keep that going and continue to expose these ones who uh don't often get the exposure they need as i've said oftentimes they do much more harm to people than even a lot of street criminals do and they don't get near the scrutiny or uh, punishment from the system if they get any at all and oftentimes, as you've seen here in the Moonves case, it's a fine that's probably certainly not hard for a lot of them to be able to pay. So, yeah, speaking of this case, this is uh, new and breaking. We're going to keep it, you know, an update on it. If there are any updates on it down the road, we'll do a little follow-up on it. Uh, so we hope to see you back here again next week. Again, uh, get out and vote. Make a difference in our country. Hopefully things uh, go well on this. But uh, we hope, uh, thank you for tuning into this. Look forward to seeing you here again next week. And uh, as always, take care and God bless.